This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 22. Genesis, chapter 22. Everything in life has seasons. Everything in life has seasons. There's a time for every purpose under heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. Those who understand times and seasons end up becoming masters and commanders of life. Those who fail to take cognizance of times and seasons, those who who cannot interpret what is happening, tend to suffer loss. A farmer who does not know when to sow a seed, when to plant, and goes to, because he says, when you sow, you reap, and goes to plant at the wrong time, at best, it will have a terrible harvest. At worst, it will be a colossal disaster. You must be able to understand the times. Praise the name of the Lord. Genesis chapter 22, are we there? We're going to read it together. We're going to read from verses 11. Can we have it on the screen? Genesis 22. Thank you. We're going to read from verses 11 to 18. And the, Let's read together. One, two, go. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Next verse. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heaven the second time. Now hear this. And he said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, proceed, that in blessing I will bless thee, say amen, And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. Praise the name of the Lord. That will be your portion this morning in Jesus' name. Maybe there may be one or two here, you have done everything, and you are still wondering why certain things are not happening. You know, when the man of God was leading the prayer, what was just coming through my mind was truly, there may be one or two coming and saying, Lord, let this be my day. Let this just be that day you will answer me. There are several streams that God uses to minister to people. Sometimes he uses the anointing. Sometimes he uses the revelation of the word. Sometimes a word just comes and and just, all of a sudden your situation becomes clear. Sometimes you are in a meeting and you won't really be able to understand what the man of God said, but the anointing is so strong, and then things just happen for you, and you can't explain it. 
And very often too, one of the streams that God uses, which is what we're going to talk about this morning, is instructions. Very many people are not where they are because God gave instruction and they failed to obey. Not because they are not in the right place. Not because the anointing is not there. Not because they are not working hard. But just because an instruction came. And they said, "Mm, please. Abraham had been promised a fantastic future. He had done everything. At a point in time in Genesis 15, he got frustrated. I've, I've, I've tried everything. No child. Lord, what is happening? And then a suggestion was given to him. Why not try your my main maybe that's what god meant and he went ahead and we know the story we are still suffering it till today but then in genesis 22 an instruction came to him after the son had come yes he was doing well but this did not quite resemble the promise he got things were okay his son had come but something was still not there but in genesis 22 an instruction came to him that son you love pick him up Go to that mountain, I will show you. Now, that mountain wasn't three hours' journey. If you go to Genesis 22 and read from verse 1, down, you find that for three days he was journeying towards that place. So he had enough time to have a rethink. But he said, No, no, no. Let me let me obey God on this one to the letter. And he got there, put his son Isaac that he had been waiting for. On the altar and about to sacrifice him and the word came and said aha you have touched that part of my heart that very few men touch and because of that I will do for you what I do for very few people there's someone here this morning what you need to the last piece to put in that jigsaw puzzle that will make the life complete is an instruction that is coming this morning. I pray that after this meeting, you will still love me. How many people love me this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. I pray that after this meeting, you will still love me. But if you don't, um, please do. Because when you take a, a cane and smack your child, there are many children who, when their parents beat them, they, I wish mommy and daddy would die. But when it's time to pay school fees, <laughs> Uh, they'll be very happy that they have parents when they see people who are destitute. You know, sometimes some tough instructions come, but when you obey, you get blessed. This morning, we are looking at sowing your Isaac. Amen? Talk to your neighbor and say, are you ready to sow Isaac? Why are people's faces changing now? I, I, I thought you said you would love me. I've not even started the message. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn to someone else and say, sow your Isaac. Like I said when I started, we need to understand the times and the seasons we are in. We had a meeting with our zonal pastor. He had been brooding over this matter and then he had a meeting with all the pastors in the area and one word came to him which he shared with us. It's time to build this zone. We're enjoying our services here. But brethren, it's time to build. Yesterday we had a meeting with our regional pastor. How many of us were at Kefi Campground? Anybody here? None. Please try and attend though. Eh? 
try and be part of what your larger family is doing. And a word came to us there, which was in support of what our zonal pastor said. He said, it's time to move from temporary sites to permanent sites. There's someone here this morning, you are about to relocate. You are about to relocate. You will move from your temporary site to your permanent site. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's good to worship here. But I'm sure very, at least when I was here, there were times when they would disrupt our fantastic service and we'll have to go and worship in the car park because uh, shoe gets size. <laughs> it's not as if the money you are giving and the one they are giving or the other people are giving is not. It's the same thing. But apart from money, there's what they call influence and power. If they have a diplomatic meeting, they will tell you that, sir, sorry, we, we like, we appreciate you as one of our consistent customers, but uh, you need to move. If they have a state function, you need to move. Brethren, we need to begin to look forward. And looking forward means moving from temporary site to where? Permanent site. For those of you who are still paying house rent, people like me and you who are still paying house rent, it's time to move. People soon begin to pay you your own house rent too. In the name of Jesus. It's better to collect house rent when you are young, not when you are old like this. Then they'll start paying you rent. What will you use it to do? Eh? Praise the name of the Lord. So this morning, we're looking at sowing your Isaac. There's so much to be done in our midst. There's so much to be done. Even in our parish, our upper room, in the at parish, the zonal headquarters, there's so much to be done. We have a lot of parishes who are going through some form of crisis. There's so much to be done. And the word came, it's time to build the zone. Amen? And building requires sacrifice. Amen? Except you want to go and steal. For those of you who have built your houses, you will know that during that period when you were building, when money comes to your hand, instead of buying shoe, you keep it and every money that comes to your hand, you, you convert it to a number of blocks and bags of cement. Is that not so? Yeah. You sacrifice certain luxuries to complete that project. Why? Because you can't eat your cake and have it. Praise the name of the Lord. So brethren, the word of God to us this morning is it is time to build. And in order to build, Isaac must be placed on the altar. Amen? Isaac must be placed on the altar. Building speaks of a call to build is a call to sow sacrificial seed. Praise the name of the Lord. I know we have been trying. The fact that we've consistently been in uh, Congress Hall for if I'm not mistaken, 2010 or so, or 2011, it shows that we have been trying. But God is saying, change the gear. Amen? It's good to be given, but right now we want to move to the level of sacrificial giving. Praise the name of the Lord. One of the things about sacrificial giving is that it, it always produces outstanding testimonies. When you give sacrificially, you get outstanding testimonies. Now, quickly, let's look at what happened to Isaac. Or rather, what happened to Abraham. When you sacrifice Isaac, certain things will happen. Number one, God will show up. On that place, when he was about to put the knife on the throat of Isaac, God appeared to him. Jehovah came and said, hey, stop. Don't do that. 
Now, if that's not enough, if you go to Second Chronicles chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, the Bible speaks about Solomon. Solomon gave a thousand burnt offerings. It wasn't that that was the biggest offering that had ever been given. The truth is, at that time in Solomon's life, it was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice. Because David had given much more than that sometime earlier on, if you check your Bible. But to eyes to Solomon, that was a sacrifice. Now, what happened to him in verse 7? The next verse, verse 8. The Bible says, And God appeared to Solomon in the night. When you give sacrificially, God appears into that situation. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, when you give sacrificially, you enter a higher dimension of blessing. Praise the name of the Lord. Abraham was blessed as at the time he was taking Isaac to sacrifice him on the mountain. But by the time in Genesis 24, verse 35, when Abraham had sent his servant, can we put that on the screen? Genesis 24, 35. When Abraham sent his servant to go and look for a wife for Isaac, Isaac must have been a spoiled boy, but that's administration for another day. Uh, your dad has to start looking for a wife for you and be sending, but that's not what we are talking about. Look at how the servant of Abraham described Isaac. Um, described Abraham. He says, And the Lord had blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. And he had given him flocks and herds, and silver and gold, and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. Abraham was so blessed in everything. Why? Because he was able to key into the heart of God through sacrificial giving. Another thing that sacrificial giving will do for you, it provokes what I call generational blessings. There are many of us working very hard to lay up something for the children. <laughs> it's not how much you lay up for your children that guarantees their future. It's how much you sacrifice now. We know of many men, big men in Nigeria who stood up so much for their children. By the time they went, in one generation, the children messed up everything. We know. I won't call names, but we know. There are some houses in Lagos, very popular. One on the Kurudu Road. The children were fighting themselves. The man was a superstar in Nigeria in the 70s. It's not how much you lay up for them. If you read the Bible, the Bible lets up in years to come. The Bible kept on referring to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The blessing didn't stop with Abraham. It went to Isaac. It went to Jacob. It went to Ephraim. It just kept on flowing. In Genesis 26, when they said that, in verse 12 of Genesis 26, the Bible says that, in that time of famine when Isaac sowed, the Bible says, and Isaac had a hundredfold reward. Yes, he was persistent. I agree with you. He was sowing. I agree with you. But why did he get such a mighty harvest? Because there was a covenant running in his life. Provoked by the sacrifice of his father Abraham. You want to secure the, the destiny of your children. You want to secure them. It's good to lay up for them. It's scriptural. But start by giving sacrifices for them. Praise the name of the Lord. And this call to build is a sacrifice. It's going to pinch us. It's going to hurt us in some ways. But the truth is at the end of it, 
it's going to give us not only a mighty harvest for us, but it will secure our destinies of the children. The destinies of our children in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I wrote something down. Someone defined sacrifice as hurting oneself to avert an impending evil. Hurting oneself to avert an impending evil. Now, what does that mean? In the book of 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 10, reading down, the Bible talks about a, a widow who was just at the verge of preparing her last meal. And she said, I just want to eat this meal, and after this meal, me and my son will go and die. And then a man of God came and said, no, God sent me to you. That meal, before you eat it, give me my own first. That was a sacrifice. The last meal you have, someone says, give it to me. And then she did. And we know the rest of the story. She averted an impending, or rather an imminent, because it was surely coming, an imminent disaster. Instead of dying, she had food not only for her children, but food to even feed her neighbors. I'm sure she must have become a star in her community. Praise the name of the Lord. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 36, reading down, the Bible speaks about an unbelieving king. He wasn't even a child of God. He was faced in battle against the children of Israel. And he was surely going to die because the, the, the direction of the battle at that time showed that he was at the verge of being destroyed. And he did something very unusual. The Bible says he took his first son, the heir to his throne, just like what Abraham did. His precious one, the one that was going to inherit the covenant. He took him and sacrificed him and the bible says because can you put it on the screen second kings chapter three good reading down that moabite king the bible says because of that act that god himself raised an indignation against his own people why because he recognized that this man had had given what a very very serious sacrifice and god was moved and that was how that evil was averted. The man escaped. Why? Because he was able to give something precious. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, we'll look at quickly what are the four things that will guarantee a mighty harvest. When you sow your Isaac, when you want to sow, generally, what are those four things that will guarantee that you get a good harvest? Number one, what you sow. The quality of your seed is important. It's good to sow, but sow the right seed. You don't sow orange and expect to reap cocoa. Oranges are good but cocoa will not just give you food. Cocoa will put money in your pocket. So the quality of your seed is important. The quantity of your seed is important. It's good to sow the widow's might 
if that's all you have. But I tell people when it comes to sacrifice, beg God. Ask God if you don't have, beg him. Say, Lord, give me quality seed. Jesus appreciated the sacrifice of the widow that gave her widow's might. He commended her. Is that correct? The Bible didn't record that God appeared to her in the night. But he did for Solomon. Because Solomon's room was not just a sacrifice, but it was heavy. So ask God to put substance in your hand when it comes to sacrificial giving. I've done it before. There are times when we're in the middle of building projects and I didn't have it. Lord, give me something of substance to put down. Praise the name of the Lord. Not only will God bless you, but the quality and the quantity of your seed matters. Number two, what you sow is number one. Number two, where you sow. In number one, what you sow, you can put Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 8. You can write that down as a scripture reference. And 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. He who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Now, where you sow, the ground you sow also matters. Praise the name of the Lord. The Redeemed Christian Church of God has been established over time to be a good soil. We are not asking this time around to bring seed to buy car for your pastor. Thank God your pastor is doing very well. And every time I see that is counting, road, as if the car wants to fly. I don't know whether it's a car or a plane. Or thank God we are not coming to ask you to let's contribute money to buy. There's nothing wrong in contributing to buy a car for your pastor. There's nothing wrong. It's absolutely in order. But the quality of harvest you get when you buy a car for your pastor and the quality of harvest you get when you put money down to build a house, they are different. There's nothing wrong in buying a car for the pastor. Nothing, absolutely nothing. But this time around, we are calling, this is a, is a higher demand. It's not to buy a car for Zona pastor, to buy a car for Pastor Isaiah. No, 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 no. Thank you. I may not have that Pastor Tunde's car, but I'm happy with what I'm driving. It's very okay for me. Praise the name of the Lord. If I drive that kind of car that my pastor T is driving and I go to the office, they will pick me up. <laughs> Man of God, <laughs> where did this come from? Can you please come and explain to us? <laughs> so I'm, I'm okay with what I have. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. It's, it's a, a call to a, it's a higher call. Sacrifice to build for the Lord. Number three, not only what you sow, where you sow, but when you sow. In the things of the spirit, timing is important. Timing is critical. There's a time to sow. Like I said, that's what I started with. We need to discern what's happening in, this, in the kingdom of Nigeria now. There are many people who are being displaced. And there are many people that will come into the scene. May you be among those that will come into the scene. God can look at your sacrifice and plant you somewhere. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the time to sow. This is the time to build. Every time God makes a demand on what is in your pocket, it is not for him. He's good. But it's for your good. It's for my good. Praise the name of the Lord. When you sow is important. Timing is important. Now is the appointed time because tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. 
In Exodus chapter 36, verses 5 to 6, Exodus 36, verses 5 to 6, that's when Moses, by led, as led by the Holy Spirit, made a call. Please bring things. We want to build the ark. A time came when um, Bezalel and Aholiab said, Moses, what these guys are bringing is too much. We have more than enough. Tell them to stop. Those who caught that groovy train late missed out. Because Moses later came and said, thank you very much. It's okay. We don't want any more. Maybe there are some people that are saying, I beg, I'm not giving job. And they saw that people's lives started changing and they now wanted to key in. By then Moses said, no, 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 no. Thank you. We don't want again. And they had missed out. Daddy Joe shared a story about one of his pastors. I know the man in camp. That God told him to meet that man. The man was very wealthy. To bring some money for a building project in camp. And he went to meet the man. And told the man that. Um, we need some money for this. You know. He won't say God say I should tell you to. He said, we need some money for this project. And the man said. Sir let me pray about it. And he went to pray about it. While he was praying about it. God touched somebody else and he went to me and said, See, God said I should give you this. And then he proceeded. You know, it's not, he wasn't saying it to get money to build himself. It was for a purpose. So by the time the man came and said, I've prayed about it and I think God said I should bring it. He said, ah, Sorry, sir. We already have money to do that thing. The man wept. Sir, please just use it. He said, No, sir. We, the money was not to build our account and make the account fat. If not, I will take it from you. The money was for a purpose. Unfortunately, someone else has brought the money and we are doing it. And the man lost that opportunity. I see the man in camp. is one of those spearheading the projects. All those things you are seeing in camp is one of those at the forefront. Still trying to make up whether, Lord, please, for that slackness, sowing with God is time-bound. There's a time when God demands something from us. May we not fail God at that time. And finally, how you sow, you can sow casually, you can sow sacrificially. What you sow, where you sow, when you sow, and how you sow. You can sow casually, you can sow sacrificially. Both will definitely get reward, rewards, but we all know that one reward will be better than the other, isn't it? When you give sacrificially, you get outstanding results. Praise the name of the Lord. This call to build is a sacrificial call. It's going to require us tightening our belts. A lot of us are going to have to make adjustments even in our our domestic lives. Maybe you may need to tell madam that from now on one piece of meat is enough for me. It may even make you live longer. You never can tell. Maybe you're eating too much meat. That's a joke, but, but, but the, the one of telling Madame to reduce the meat may be, may, may, definitely some people will have to make that kind of adjustment. From now on, one piece of meat. In fact, sometimes, let me do without. Nobody knows what you are eating at home. Amen? Some holidays to UK and America, you may need to slow down. Amen? So that you don't lose focus. You may need to slow down. You may need to slow down. Why? Because you can't eat your cake and have it. And these, these are truths. You need to slow down on some 
expenses, every unnecessary expense we need to pipe down for some period while we put this together. Now, the instruction we have is that for the next six months, not for the rest of your life, let somebody smile now. Smile. For the next six months, we want to sacrificially give to God to build the zone. And what's the instruction? Whatever you earn, half of it, put it as a sacrifice. Is that too much? I hope people will like me when I'm going. Protocol. I need security when I'm living here this morning. The way people are looking at me now, let them not block me on the road. Praise the Lord, I'm only joking. I'm seeing smiles everywhere. Am I seeing smiles? Yes. 50% of what you earn. Try God. Just, just put him to test and see if this God is real. Maybe those things you've been, you've been doing everything. You have prayed, you have fasted, you have given. You've given. You've done everything and there are certain things that have not pulled through. And God is saying, this time around, like Isaac, like Jacob who wrestled with that angel, something needs to be pulled. You must feel the pinch. You've been given, but you've been given from the realm of convenience. This time around, there's no way you will give 50% that you will not shake, even if you are Dangote. If you tell Dangote to part with 50%, he will no longer be smiling the way he's smiling all over the country, I assure you. So this is a serious one, and that's why I don't, I don't mind seeing our faces this way. It's, it's, it's normal. When I also heard it, my face changed. <laughs> so, but the truth is, let us put God to test. 50% of what comes to you, if you're a businessman, your profit, 50%. Not your capital, though. Because it's not, the idea is not to ground your business. The idea is to make a sacrifice. Not your capital, your profit. For those who are in paid employment, 50% of your income, your bonus, if you get bonus, if they dash you something, it's still part of it. I didn't say go and collect bribe. Amen? Is that what I said? Let's be clear. I hope this is recorded. I didn't say go and collect bribe. Uh-huh. Let it be clear. Whatever you get, 50%. If somebody gives you a gift, 50%. If you are a preacher and you go preaching and they give you honorarium, 50%, bring it. Praise the name of the Lord. For the next six months. And let's see what we'll be able to gather. Let's see if we're able to do something substantial. Let's begin to plan how we'll relocate from here. Definitely there will still be something happening here, but let's begin to plan how. Let's have an exit strategy. We have dwelt in this mountain long enough. Those of you who are here from the beginning know, from that Lagos Hall, it started becoming too tight. People started stepping on each other's toes until we moved here. Now we are doing two services. Let's not become a king on a temporary site. Amen? People were using here and they moved. Like two churches have used here, after a while they moved. It's time to move to your permanent site. Amen? But we're not going to move by jumping and clapping only. 50% of that. And God will give us grace. One of the things we're going to pray about very quickly is for grace. Grace. Because if God does not give you the grace, all I have done this morning is speak English. 
But if God gives you the grace, even though your heart is not agreeing, when you get back home and think it through, you'll just find that you're keen to it. The Bible says, God giveth grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 speaks about a giving grace. There's a grace that is required to part with something. Now, when someone is making a demand of half of what you have, you need much more grace. We're going to be asking God this morning, Lord, give me grace to key into this thing. And I'm trusting God that as we do it, before the six months is over, your lives will all change. Because I've seen this happen full cycle before. In our parish in Lagos, I'm sure some of us have gone through something like this before. In one of my parishes in Lagos, I saw it happen to several people. And that was when I started praying, Lord, put seed in my hand. I was giving. I was giving according to the instruction. But the muscle was not there. Still younger, I was much younger than this. The muscle was not there. So the seed was good. It was according to instruction, but the impact. So the harvest was coming, but not like that. I saw people giving. And I saw God move them. I saw many people changing jobs. Within that, that period, banks were paying like something else. You know, it was, everybody was looking for a bank job. I saw people moving, living where they are and getting jobs in banks. I saw the finances of the church jump because people became financially empowered. I saw men moving from consulting firms into oil companies. And that's when I knew that men, men, all these people that work in oil companies, they won't tell you what they are collecting. They are collecting some serious box. There are some, that's why I know that there are some jobs you can have that are better than being a CEO. Paid employment. When we saw digits changing, my, 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 I said, God, answer me. Put quality seed in my hand. And that's why I told you that one of the prayers you are going to pray, Lord, put seed in my hand. No matter where you are now, I can assure you there's a better place. There is a better place. There are certain doors that will never answer except to sacrifice. Praise the name of the Lord. Shall we rise up to our feet? We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored.